So she's going back in time to relive the glory days and she's trying to get some 21 year old dick. So why don't you stop being a little bitch and slap it down and break it down. Hey, Toby Newigway, put me on a fucking track. You know what I mean? What's up, Cubs? Welcome back to Cheer Up, Babe, the podcast. I 110% shouldn't be fucking doing this right now. Beat him up! Beat him up! Beat him up! What's up, Cubs? What? what did you say? Time? Forget it, dude. That's all the sign we needed. Beat him up! Beat him up! Beat him up! Happy Monday. Don't be a bummer. And cheer up, babe. That's right, baby. That's right. Lowest point I've ever been in my entire fucking life. Jafil, Jafil, what I'm saying? You picking up what I'm putting down? I'm talking about deep, deep levels of sadness and emptiness, okay? I wouldn't say depression because I don't have anything to be depressed about. I think depression comes from life experiences, as in like your day-to-day. But deep, empty sadness, so... Gonna do my best to not absolutely trauma dump on you. I mean, what's the name of the fucking podcast, right? Let's put in perspective. Let's put in perspective, you know what I'm saying? Just like that fucking TikTok song that went super duper dummy viral called Billie Eilish that I literally have listened to probably 47 times this week. And I still can't remember the words. Can you can you remember the fucking guy's name that sings it? I think it's Armani White. Because, of course, it is. But that's not even fucking the Monday track of the week. And I'm delivering the Monday track of the week this week. But that's not even the Monday track of the week. But if you want just an absolute fucking banger, go listen to Billie Eilish by Armani White. Bitch, I'm stylish. Glock tuck, big t-shirt, Billie Eilish. You know what I mean? And I would play it, but I'm not going to get fucking demonetized again. But when he goes into the actual fucking, it's only like a minute and 40 second song, which it's like, hey, if you're going to put a song out, put a whole song out. Like, do the whole fucking song, okay? Do the whole thing. I'm not Mormon. I'm not just here trying to soak. I'm trying to get the whole fucking shebang. You know what I'm saying? So aggressive to the Mormons for no reason. So early on in this podcast. Hey, what's up? This is Cheer Up, Babe, the podcast, which is kind of fucking ironic because I'm all sad and trauma dumping on you, but it, that's what we're going to do. That's what's going to happen. This episode is going to be a is going to be an arc, and we're going to talk about it. And we're going to fucking figure it out by the end. As, as it arcs, we're going to cheer up more and more and more, and then as it comes back down, I'm going to slip back into my sadness, but that'll be after the recording stops, so you don't have to fucking worry about that. All right, babe? But when Armani White actually gets into the only verse in the fucking song he goes put in perspective and he rolls his r i can't even do it but in perspective oh that one was halfway decent you know what i mean but that's what he does and it's so fucking sick and the whole song is such a fucking banger and i'm aware that i look like i should exclusively listen to country music minus this hoodie that i'm wearing right now dude this is my comfort hoodie i put it on when i'm feeling blue I'm just going to lay it out for you. Here's what's going on. I got home Friday. It is Wednesday today. I'm recording this on Wednesday. And I got home Friday. And as you know, the girls stayed back in Idaho for a fucking extra two weeks so they could make the rounds. So they could meet, see all the aunts and uncles and all the family and shit. Which leaves me here in Minnesota by myself. Now, a normal person hears that. And goes, oh my god, so much relaxation time, so much free time. Not me, dude, come on. You know who your mans is. 
You know who your man's is. You know what your man's fucking hangs his cap on. A, his bald head, and B, the fucking love he has for his family, dude. I mean, in all by all rights and purposes, this podcast should be titled A Guy Talks About His Family A Lot. Like, that's what it should be fucking called. So you take the family away, emptiest I've ever been. Father's Day? What day did I get back? I already fucking told you. What day did I get back? Friday, right? Remember that? And Father's Day was Sunday. And dude, holy shit, that one hurt. (laughs) That one hurt a lot. Let's put it in perspective, okay? It has been uh, Wednesday, Tuesday, Monday, Saturday. It's been five days. I've lost 10 pounds, okay? I have been inside the house only post 8 o'clock at night. Like legitimately, I've skipped... 80% of the meals that I've been doing and I've just been working outside because being inside makes my heart hurt. You know what it's like being in an empty, quiet fucking house? It's fucking disorienting when you're just used to the buzz, when you're just used to the stimulus and the buzz and the love. You know what I mean? So I've just been jumping into shit outside. All right, I'm done being a fucking sad sack about it. I feel so fucking weird, like expressing my sadness on a podcast called cheer up baby the podcast and so i'm done you're here to have a good time all right and i'm here to give you that good time so that's what we're gonna fucking do so i lined a fucking fence off i had to wait for the utility guys to allow me to dig in my own fucking yard i mean god forbid i hit a pipe dude the fucking so when you dig a fence and you put the poles in i'm a licensed contractor can you tell by my vernacular when you put the fucking poles in I know what they're called. I just fucking slammed a beer and I can't remember. You have to go below the frost line of your given state, okay? So the frost, the reason for that is if you go too shallow with the posts that go into the ground, when the frost hits, it's going to push around the concrete that your post is secured in and it's going to protrude your post out of the ground right so you have to make sure you dig below the frost line and 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 every state has like guidelines for what your frost line is going to be okay dude i live in minnesota my frost line's three and a half fucking feet dude three and a half feet and you know how lucky i am that i'm not one county north if i lived one county north my frost line would be six feet Do they even fucking sell, like, 13-foot fucking fence posts to put into the ground? Because if you got to go down six feet, babe, I mean, granted, I'm just doing a short fence because I'm not trying to cut my neighbors off. But, dude, I had to wait for the utility guy to come fucking mark off my shit. And then, so the lady comes on Monday and she marks off my shit and she gives me a call and she goes, so bad news. And I was like, okay, because your man's is planning on digging. Tuesday and it's Wednesday and nothing is dug. So she calls me on Monday when she was marking off the lines and she goes, so bad news. Your connection wire is disconnected. And I said, oh, oh no. What does that mean? And she says, I can't actually find your utilities underground. So I have to call in a specialist. And I was like, okay, give him a call. Let's get this. Let's get this rolling. She goes, Wednesday end of day. And I was like, well, okay. Well, I can't be indoors, so I'll figure out something else, you know? So they marked it off today at like 6 o'clock at fucking night, 
which I was still at work because I stayed at work for 11 hours today because I didn't want to come home. <laughs> but thank God my neighbor was in the backyard. Dude, I mean, how fucking dumb can you be? Okay, this is a this backyard fence is going to be 200 linear feet. All right, it's a big, it's a lot of lines, and I have it lined off, right? So I did the stakes, and I did the bright pink wire. I picked pink because it's cute, and I did the wiring so that I could see the perfectly straight lines and shit, and I did the, where all the fence posts are going to go are spray painted in white so they could see exactly where I'm going to dig. Everything's marked off, ready to go. You can tell it's my whole fucking back area marked off with bright pink rope and fucking Spray paint. Now, here's the deal. I live... Oh, my God. I almost said my address. I've, my address is one. Okay? My house is one. And then they built a house two lots down from me, and they put two. Okay? Now, I said two lots down. That means that there's an empty lot between my house and that house when they first put the neighborhood together. And then they're like, oh, but there's a lot here. Let's build a house. So they built a house, but they already marked that one too. So now my neighbor is 1A, which is so fucking annoying. It feels like I live in an apartment building, but literally it's two big lots next door to each other. By no means we should have the same fucking address with just a letter separating it. You know what I mean? And it's so fucking annoying because she gets my mail all the time. And also... My DoorDash, which makes me just so fucking aggressive, but it's like I understand you're 21 and you're trying to make some money and you ate some of my fries from Five Guys for sure on your way, but just fucking drop it off. You know what I mean? If the address is one, let me give you a hint. When you pull into the cul-de-sac, it's the first house. When you pull off of the road into the cul-de-sac, that is the street name of my address. It's the first house. You know? Shouldn't be that fucking confusing. But alas, it is. Same thing with fucking old Captain Specialist guy that had to get called in. Alright? So the Monday lady can't find my fucking underground utilities. So she has to call in the specialist. And the specialist is walking around my neighbor's backyard. Just trying to find her utilities. And my neighbor, Mary, shout outs to her. Dude, I live in like a neighborhood where everyone is pretty much exclusively over 45. We're the youngest people by, you know, 15 to 20 years. No, 15 to 35 years. We're the youngest people. So you better believe these yards in this neighborhood are fucking pristine. Okay? But other than my neighbors across the street that mow their fucking grass with an electric mower and it makes me want to bury them in my backyard which i can now because i know right where my utilities are so mary hears this guy talking on the phone in her backyard and goes into the back and goes hey what are you doing and he goes oh i'm just marking your utilities off and she goes i didn't request my utilities be marked off and he goes yes you did she goes absolutely not i think you're looking for one this is one a and he was like oh really now, he's walking in her backyard. And here's a little fun fact. Our backyards are next to each other. Here's another fun fact. Mary has a fence. Okay? Here's fun fact number three. If you look, if you're looking at Mary's house from the backyard and you look to your left, you'll see 200 linear feet marked off with fucking spray painted circles every eight feet along the lines for a fence to be put in 
And if you're a specialist, you should just know that. You know? If you go like this, maybe it's that house. You know? If you go like this, maybe I'll double check the address. You know? It looks like he needs his utilities marked off considering he wants to build a fence. So thank God for my fucking neighbors having my back. I mean, good lord. But I don't have too much to complain about because it's like a free service and stuff. So I'm just a fucking asshole. But since I wasn't able to start on my fence on Monday, we have two. Uh, so we have like a front porch and they're off of the front porch. There's these two gardens that were like built in 1965 that were just off of the front porch. And when I got the call that said, hey, you can't dig until Wednesday night at the earliest, I go okay, those gardens aren't going to be there anymore. And I took a sledgehammer and I just fucking smashed them to bits and hauled off like 3,000 pounds of rock, dude. I just throw myself into physical labor. Also, it was 99 degrees Minnesota weather, which feels like it's 120 because the humidity here feels like you're in water. So that probably uh, lent itself to me losing the fucking 10 pounds, but it has remained off because I've eaten one meal a fucking day. It's like I don't know how to take care of myself. Also, the first night back, I like was like prepping. I was like, instead of diving into uh, outside stuff, I'm just going to dive into getting myself ready for the week. And getting myself ready for the week consisted of pre-making a fucking broth that I could make a nice a nice beef roast in and also baking cookies. So I made 24 cookies. Those were gone by Monday. And you probably just got mad like, oh, you can eat 24 cookies and lose 10 pounds. 24 cookies was all I ate. All right. I would just randomly grab two cookies out of the bag intermittently throughout the day. Okay. But Father's Day sucked because the girls were super busy all day. I mean, they're with their grandpa and their grandma, you know, and also all of the aunts that haven't fucking met them yet and so they were super busy so I didn't even get to FaceTime them till like six o'clock at night on Father's Day and I had been outside just working all day like mowing my lawn and shit just like literally staying outside for no fucking reason and I don't know dude I just got super bummed you know like it was just I was like okay well I guarantee when my family comes back I won't feel like this anymore but if this is what people who are depressed feel like, I get it, okay? I get it. I get that, like, feeling of emptiness and, like, you're in an abyss. So I get it. And I know, I think it was, like, two episodes ago or maybe three episodes ago, I talked about how I'm a super fortunate guy. Like, I feel like I've never needed therapy because I've never really experienced things that I feel like I need to work through in that capacity, things that I couldn't work through myself. But if what I feel right now is what you feel on a regular basis, I fucking get it now, babe. I get it. There's like this feeling of being lost. And the only thing that makes me feel better is FaceTiming my family. The only fucking thing that makes me feel better. Now, I'm a fucking workaholic inherently. So I have the ability to just dive into work. So that helps for the majority of my day. But when I'm home, it's rough. So if you're going through something like that, you got to find somebody to talk to. And there's so many awesome services and stuff. This is not an ad. <laughs> services. I feel like when I throw out the word services, it's like, here comes a fucking ad placement. There's so many fucking things that you can do 
and so many services that are available to just have people with ears available and advice to give. So make sure that if you're going through a hard time, you reach out. Reach out to somebody. Fucking reach out to me. I'll fucking talk to you, you know? Life can get tough, and it comes in waves, and sometimes sometimes we get a little bit fucking bogged down. But per my own experience, I would just tell you that it probably just means that something's missing. Find what's missing. I know what's missing. That's my fortunate piece is holy shit, you know? Like, if this doesn't put into perspective what life would be like without my wife... So, like, I feel like inherently... It's not a romanticized idea, but it's like an intrusive thought. People have intrusive thoughts, even when they have everything in the world, all the great shit in the world. They have these intrusive thoughts of like, oh, what if, you know, I was, you know, alone or whatever. You know, I feel like that. I hear that all the fucking time. Like, oh, if I was single. (laughs) If you're single, you would be sad. Hey, if you were alone, you know what you would feel? Fucking alone, okay? So keep in perspective the great things that you have. If you have a fucking family, give them a hug and a kiss. Because holy shit, your brain will trick you into a romanticized fucking idea. I feel like that's why guys have affairs and shit. It just goes back to that old adage of it's just so fucking for granted. You just take it so for granted what you have. And when you take things for granted, you know what fucking happens there. You just don't appreciate it, and then you throw it away. But after you throw it away, you realize what you had. Don't fucking do that. Don't be that fucking person, dude. That's so cliche bullshit, specifically for the male genre. That's so cliche bullshit, dude. Luckily enough, I've always been able to keep that shit in perspective and just understand that It's one of those things where I know that I have something that a lot of people wish they did, you know, and that's kind of the, that's kind of the thing, right? We talk about a lot, like, don't compare yourself to other people. Don't compare yourself to others. Don't look over the fucking fence line. Keep your eyes on your own backyard, you know, but it's hard when everything is integrated and everything crosses and everything. And all you see all day is scrolling through Instagram and seeing other people's lives. It's hard not to see someone else and just kind of either be envious or jealous or something like that and want that life for yourself. But there are people that want your life. There are a lot of people that want your life, appreciate your life. That's why I feel so fucking lucky all the time. It's like, God damn, I married this woman that's fucking just makes me a better man and gave me everything that I love. This woman gave me everything that I love, including herself, my girls, my sense of direction, my goals, my fucking reason for being, my work ethic, because the only reason that I work hard is to provide for my fucking family. The only reason. So appreciate what you fucking have, okay? And that doesn't just chalk, like, that's, that's a broad statement coming from me. That doesn't just chalk itself up to family, okay? It doesn't have to just be family. Oh, a strong marriage. You're divorced? Are you single? You got, are you a single parent? You have those fucking babies. You have those babies that you're responsible for that look up to you. You're their person, dude. You're their person appreciate that 
There's people out there that can't get fucking pregnant right now that are going through the stress of not being able to get pregnant that are trying to adopt that are trying to throw 50,000 fucking dollars into an adoption agency, just hoping that they get a fucking bid, you know, appreciate what you have. There's people out there that don't have a fucking house. There's people out there that don't have a fucking car, you know? Life is not that bad. And I know, I know I just listed two monetary things, but they're security things. If you have security, you have more than someone else. But I'm on my family shit. <laughs> I could fucking burn everything to the ground as long as I have my fucking family. I'll tell you that much. Dude, okay. So let's talk about a weird thing that I've been going through, which is the actual fucking... VJ's Monday track of the week, old Papa Cub's Monday track of the week is any fucking song by Toby Nuigwe. All right. Now he has a full name and he says it so many times in his songs and he uses it as the hardest fucking bars, but I'm pretty sure I'm not going to fuck up the spelling. T-O-B-E-N-W-I-G-W-E. E. Toby Nwigwe. Now he has this song called Fi Fi. All right. Dude, nothing's. <laughs> it is the hypest shit. Now let me just give you this guy's fucking the layout from what I've experienced listening to him this week. All right, my guy. So. First of all, every song is an absolute fucking banger and it's been getting me through my week because it's the hypest hype music. I literally bluetooth to a speaker at work and blare it all right you want to talk to me too fucking bad right now i'm listening to toby go yo dog i'm extra unique my whole aura screams talent (laughs) now here's one thing that happened so i found him from dude this is so embarrassing i found him he's released he released a new song and i saw a clip of it on tiktok and i just youtubed him right and then i just fucking dove in and this, he has a song called Fi-Fi, F-Y-E, F-Y-E. And it's so fucking sick. And his wife is on the shit, okay? He also has a song called Eat, fucking obsessed with it. Wife is also on that one. But, dude, he always drops bars about his fucking family. He has a fucking song in, or he has a bar in Fi-Fi where it goes, If you book me for a show and I can't bring my wife and my babies, I'm leaving. Uh! And every fucking time he finishes a bar, there's like background people going, uh, or yeah, yeah, yeah. And dude, (laughs) I want people around me like fucking that, dude. And his wife, who they call fat, even though she's not, and she actually has a bar in that song. You know how he goes, yo, dog, I'm extra unique. Well, when she goes in, she follows the same cadence and she goes, yo, dog, I'm extra petite, but the hood call me fat. Oh, oh, oh. And she, and on the song, <laughs> I'm just fucking talking to you guys about my favorite songs right now. <laughs> but they have two babies and they have two and they're both baby girls. And in the song called Eat, Fat has this bar where she goes, how I drop two babies and snap back. And it's like, oh bad bitch dude just the hypest energy the hook in fi-fi when i first heard it i went like this Mm. well mm. that's a bummer because 
the hook in Five Five is this shit Five Five. If you black, we in sync. <laughs> and, I, and I'm fucking like this the whole song. The whole song. And then it goes, if you black, we in sync. And I go like this. Well, yo, dog, I'm extra unique. My whole oil screams talent. If you black, we in sync. Because, obviously, right? Like, I don't even have to verbalize it. Because, obviously, I go like this. Ah. <sighs> Man, well, I'm outside of this circle. That's a bummer. I feel like I don't get to be invited to this fucking party, you know. But instead of getting sad about it, I'm just going to play it on a loop for the last five days and give him anywhere from 50 to 175 streams, you know. (laughs) And now you can catch me. Either driving to work at 6 a.m. because I'm showing up early because I got to get the fuck out of this house. Or driving home from work with my windows down, turned up all the fucking way. And you better believe I got the beat bob going. I'm going like this. In my fucking, are my eyes on the road? Absolutely not, dude. Why would they be? I'm listening to Toby Nuwigwe right now. And I'm just fucking... <clears throat> Mm. If you black, we in sync. That shit, fa fa. Hey, that's me, dude. Whitest guy who lives in Minnesota, who's from Idaho, just fucking getting it. And I know, I know, I can't relate to the lyrics that are going on in the songs. And I know that when he's talking about his struggle, it's not referring to anything that I've ever gone through. And I know that he's putting on for his people and I'm not his people. And I also fucking know that a banger is a fucking banger. And I'll cuck out for Toby Nwigwe and watch from the corner. You know what I mean, dude? Like we have cucks that cheer up, babe, the podcast that aren't allowed to interact that watch from the corner. And I am over there for Toby Nwigwe just fucking we didn't start the wave, we created it. Ah! <laughs> it's just there's levels to fucking cool, you know? And I know I'll never be as cool. But holy fuck, I can listen to it, babe. I can fucking get down to it. All I know is I'm going to teach my babies how to dance to that fucking music. And fucking, I just want to be in the living room when they get back. If I can't bring my wife and my babies, I'm leaving. And every every single time, I'm going to teach them that every single time someone finishes a bar, you accentuate it with a fucking sound. Every single time someone drops some hot, hot heat, you go, yeah! (laughs) You You imagine both my girls just fucking... Just fucking to the beach, just getting it, just getting it. And after every bar, Gracie. Yeah. <laughs> Little Gracie. Uh. <laughs> My whole aura screams talent. Uh. <laughs> By the way, uh, excellent feedback on the episode with Boone. I'm glad you liked it if you did. He was so nervous to record that episode. He was fucking quaking in his boots. You could probably kind of tell it's uh, in the beginning, like 
He's he's the uh, he in terms of how our brains work. He is the opposite of me, and I think I've said that before. But he is he is more of an introverted guy. I mean, his personality and shit is fantastic, and I love the kid. And he's he's funny, but he's reserved. Like you could tell. Like he does things. Like even when he laughs, he like covers his mouth to laugh. You know, he's like very very held in and held back. So the fact that a he did that with me was huge, and b the fact that he leaned in was huge and see the fact that you guys liked it and reciprocated that that means the world to me and i i really appreciate that and it was fucking i mean i had a fucking blast with him and if you didn't watch it you should go you should go give it a watch and uh gracie's game show shit dude oh my god i'm just gonna actually clip that and just post the just the game show clip onto youtube um and obviously papa cub or grandpa cub Fuck, I'm Papa Cub. God damn it. Grandpa Cub, how many times can I fuck it up? You know, how many times can I fuck it up and I made up the names? You know what I mean? Obviously, this episode is not the fucking Grandpa Cub episode because here's what's going to happen. I'm going to have to record next week's episode from a public location so that I can FaceTime him in through my Mac. <laughs> And it's going to be a little bit more stationary like that. Like, it's going to be a little more... It's going to be weird for me. I'm going to record it in a fucking public place so that there's the the good Wi-Fi connection and shit. But that's how we're going to operate that. And we're not doing it tonight. But if you want a Papa Cub nickname, you got to submit it. You know, you got to throw it underneath a YouTube video. You got to throw it underneath an Instagram video. Just comment your name. And I'll make sure that you get a trademarked Grandpa Cub fucking nickname. All right, man? If you haven't listened to that episode, go back and listen to that episode for an example. I mean, the man is so bald. I mean, funny. You know? I mean, who's talking now? I can't even give my dad fucking bald jokes anymore. I shave my goddamn head. But yeah, dude, Toby Newigway just makes me want to be cooler. You know? Speaking of cool, did y'all see the president? Did y'all see the president this week? You know, hey, speaking of cool, did y'all see the president this week? Oh, oh no. <laughs> First of all, <laughs> gas prices are hitting everybody, you know, even even uh, POTUS, you know, even the POTUS is getting fucking hit with gas prices. Why are you on a pedal bike? You're 97. You know, like, first of all, I think that's the thing that's going really wrong with this presidency is there's nothing fucking cool about it, dude. There's nothing. There's no coolness. It's just uh, it feels I mean, regardless of what side you're on, you know, because it doesn't matter. The entire air is just it feels kind of weak. You know, it feels weak. And if you don't fucking believe me, check out this still, okay? If you don't fucking believe me, look at this. I mean, I understand. (laughs) I understand that you're trying to lead a good example or whatever. Take off your fucking helmet. You for sure didn't go over three miles an hour. Okay, just, I mean, and the outfit, and the fit, you know, you look at this outfit, and you don't go, you know who's fucking sick? 
Joe Biden. You know who's the fucking man right now, dude? That guy. <laughs> we need Jocko Willink in there. You know, we need a fucking, we need just, even if gas prices were the exact same as they are right now and everything felt like it was about to burst and there's wars going on and there's just tension and turmoil and everything everywhere. Even if all that was the same, if you had this fucking guy riding a bike in front of the public, I mean, you'd feel a little bit fucking better about it. Am I right? Like, <laughs> for sure, for sure, he is 100% the type that would go. <sighs> I mean, if you don't know who Jocko Willink is, I mean, it makes sense because he's just the guyiest guy of all fucking time. I think Jocko Willink is who everyone who listens to the Joe Rogan podcast wants to be, but you just don't get to be Jocko Willink. <laughs> he was a fucking Navy SEAL leader dude like decorated been in battle multiple times led men into fucking battle he was the commander you know like he's a fucking stud also his voice listen to this just for one second i'm just gonna play a random fucking sentence he says basically to me it all boils down to actually fear i mean come the fuck on dude all right that guy strikes fear and you know what that guy doesn't do roll to a stop and then fall off of his bike i understand that he's elderly and suffering from dementia but you're the leader of the fucking free country my guy first of all change your outfit put on nike you know second of all if you're gonna get on a bike you have to do it with the preemption that you can do a fucking sliding stop i mean you have to do it with the preemption that you can fucking shush in front of fucking cameras while making fucking direct eye contact with the camera. I don't want no slow rolling stop. He got his foot cut caught in the strap, you know? So fucking weak this fall is. Oh no. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> you have to be able to make direct fucking eye contact with the camera and just fucking <laughs> and then suddenly I mean, you want to be president of the United States, you got to be cool enough that while you're making direct eye contact, the camera zoomed in on your face, suddenly the camera pans away and your bike's off to the side of you. And people are like, how the fuck did that? I didn't even see him get off. Yeah, because that's how fucking smooth he is. That's what we fucking need. <laughs> we don't need this. Uh, 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 oh, no, you know, don't put him on a bike. I mean, painful to watch. Painful to be ruled under. Speaking of cool shit, my wife, just cool as all fucking get out, dude. Just cool as all fucking get out. I mean, my wife, absolute fucking dime piece, but that's beside the point. She She's obviously back in Idaho. I can't stop talking about it. But she went with a friend of hers from back home. Shout out to Kayla. Much love. Much love, baby gorgeous. She went and got fucking the random tattoos. Like they were doing like the tattoo thing where a shop is just like, here's three pages of tattoos that are that fucking big. $50, get a fucking tattoo, pick one, you know, and it takes them like all of five minutes to do. My wife got it. Guess what she fucking got, dude? This. I mean, just that. My wife got that on the inside of her fucking bicep. You know how fucking sick my wife is? I'm the type of guy like, so... I want a lot more tattoos. They're just so goddamn expensive. But I also was the type that I felt like before I got tattoos, they have to have like a real meaning, you know, because I don't want my fucking grandma to come at me and be like, what does that mean? Dude, straight up 
So my first tattoo was when I was 15. I got my last name on my right shoulder blade. Remember how I said I was the whitest fucking person ever? I got my last name on my right shoulder blade, okay, with Vini Vidi Vici underneath it, which is in my family crest. <laughs> that sound is for myself. And I, I got it when I was 135 pounds. You want to know how I got my first tattoo? So I lost a f- <laughs> fucking just the most just jock bullshit i'm about to say so it was wrestling season my freshman year of high school and i lost a couple matches early on in the season right because i was wrestling at 135 when i was 15 i weighed well i had to cut i had to cut to 135 pounds and that's what i wrestled my freshman year okay and i lost a couple matches early on in the season against some fucking juniors and seniors you know fucking full-grown men basically, except for they weighed 135 pounds, so not really. But in the midst of the season, after some of the losses, I asked my dad if I could get a tattoo, and he said, absolutely not. That's insane. You're 15. And I said, what if I win state? (laughs) And he was like, uh, and I was like, what if I win state, dad? And he said, all right. I'm pretty sure he said it exactly like that. All right. You win state, you can have a tattoo. Guess what fucking happened? I got a fucking tattoo on my back. You know why. You fucking know why. God, remember high school? Ooh. I was at, so I got my first tattoo. I was 16 when I actually got it, when it actually came to fruition, when dad owned up on the bet. But I got it when I was a fucking little guy, right? So when I got bigger, I wrapped it in a cross, you know? Which is fucking insane because. I am a spiritual guy, you know that, but I hate religion and you know that, right? Like if I got to fucking break it down for you, I believe in God. I believe that there is like a, I'm not an atheist. Let's just put it that way. I think that's the easiest way to describe it. I'm not an atheist. I hate religion though. Okay. I wrapped it in a cross, right? So I have a fucking cross surrounding my last name on my right shoulder blade, which if you think about it. If you look at it from a fucking outside perspective, kind of seems like I'm worshiping myself, but it's all good. But there was this fucking old lady. Now, early 20s, I'm only shirtless, you know, huge fucking big old pile of douche. I'm only shirtless in my early 20s. And this lady came up to me one day and she goes, excuse me, I think I was on the beach in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. And she, and she was probably 55, 60 year old, old fucking, she had gray hair and she just screamed Karen energy, you know, like she screamed it because who has the gall and she wasn't asking in a cute way. I will say that I for sure would know the fucking difference. Like if someone came up to me and they were like, hi, I saw your tattoo. What does that, what does that mean? What does that mean to you? Because if you have tattoos, first of all, that's the number one fucking question you get. But when you get approached in a like sweet, actually interested manner, you're like, oh, um, well, I, I got this one because I like blank and it means this to me, you know? And if you don't have a meaning for your tattoo, you could just be like, oh, honestly, I just really liked it and I just wanted to get it. It's just a nice piece of art. You know, that's a good one-off sentence to give people who are sweetly interested, who are interested in a kind and compassionate way. Now, all fucking bitch face comes up and goes, 
I swear to God, I don't even fucking see her coming. All right. Because I'm not Jocko Willink. I can't sense things that are happening behind me. So suddenly there's a voice right here behind my head. And she goes, what does your tattoo mean? It's my last name with a cross around it. Okay. Can we fucking, can we fucking, I mean, what do you, what the fuck do you think it means? You know, I mean, Betty Sue, what the fuck do you think it means? But I was trying to be a nice guy. So she goes, what does your tattoo mean? And I was like, oh, uh, like, what does Vini Vidi Vici mean? And she goes, I swear to God, I know what Vini Vidi Vici means. And I'm like, this, I'm like, this. I mean, first of all, obviously she's 5'2". I mean, obviously she's a 5'2", five, five just bitch, right? So I'm like this, you know. I mean, I'm not, I'm not a fucking tall glass of water by any means. But when you're 5'2", I'm like this. And she goes, I know what Vini Vidi Vici means. What does the tattoo represent? And this isn't even what it fucking represents, really. I just honestly thought that it would look cool, and I didn't know what else to do with my last name when I got bigger and the last name was this big on my shoulder blade, and I didn't know 100% what to add to it, but I just knew that it was that fucking big on my back, and it looked weird because I had gotten to up to 200 pounds, and it looked fucking silly, but I was like, oh, I got this bitch cornered into a wall because for sure 110% the CTR necklace that she's wearing lends itself to what I'm about to say. God and family. And I just fucking stared into her gray eyes. I know what Vidi Vidi Vici means. What does it represent to you? God and family. Now, you want to fucking shut down a Karen? I found this out this day. Bring up the Lord. Bring up the Lord and Savior. <laughs> because she went, oh, okay, okay. And as she turned away, I wanted to kick her in the low part of her back, you know, when their hips fucking fly forward and you get that whiplash. If you ever jumped on a trampoline on your knees wrong, you know that your fucking belly boot, belly boot, your belly button shoots out of the front of your fucking body and a whiplash goes all the way up your fucking spine. I wanted to kick her right in that fucking spot and send her 10 feet forward and have her, you know, but she would have died because she was old. So I didn't do it. If she was 20 years younger, I would have caught a fucking charge for that shit because that was so fucking out of pocket, dude, just out of fucking pocket. But since that interaction, so I've got started getting more tattoos like on my arms and stuff. I was like, okay, if I get fucking cornered by a bitch ass Betty, I'm going to have a fucking backstory ready to go. Right. So I have you know, backstories for the meaning behind my tattoos. Now, my wife got this tattooed on her arm with like an hour and a half worth's notice. And if someone comes up to her in front of me and goes, what does your tattoo represent? I'm going to push my wife out of the way and goes, it means she's fucking cooler than you. You know, hey, it means she's fucking rad. Because I'm so jealous of her fucking rock-on hand tattoo that's precariously placed on her bicep that I can't even fucking tell you, dude. I'm probably going to get a fucking matching one, and that'll be mine and my wife's matching tattoo, just this. First of all, I do this all the fucking time. Like, all the fucking time. In conversation, when Jordan's like, hey, you want to get five guys? I'm like, I mean, first of all, how fucking annoying would it be to live with me? 
Babe, do you think you can empty the dishwasher and then I'll clean the kitchen? Just fucking rock on. That's me, you know? And she called me and she said that I got that one because of that. And I was like, first of all, cute, you know? Thanks for thinking about me because I'm falling apart at the seams over here. But hey, if you want to get me something uh, as a holy shit, you had a really rough Father's Day gift. This is what I asked my wife for. I texted her this and I said, hey, can you buy me this as a I'm sorry you didn't get to have a Father's Day Father's Day gift? I sent her this. I mean, first of all, sick as fuck. These Air Maxes are dope. And she came back with, ha, 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 no. So, <laughs> and I was like, it's not a joke. And she didn't respond. So, <laughs> if the Cubs just want to pitch in and make my heart feel better, I'm just kidding. Don't actually fucking buy me anything. <laughs> that would legitimately make me feel like shit. But I do have a quick little fucking star children question for the Cubs, okay? I know that some of you, like, believe in that shit and you're like, God, what's going on with the sun today? Why am I feeling so manic? Like it's the sun and not something more obvious like your diet. You know what I mean? But legitimately, I want you to tell me what this means. Okay? I mean, my wife is kind of like you, but she doesn't fucking full dive. Like she doesn't – she never has once ever in our relationship said, have you checked your horoscope today? Because she knows what I would say to that. Why would I? You know what I mean? Like – Also, you need to go do something. Don't ever ask me if I've checked my horoscope today because there's only ever going to be one fucking answer. And the answer is going to be, I checked my horoscope a few times when I was a senior in high school after I found out what the fuck a horoscope was. And then after that, no mas because it's just broad generalizations about shit, right? And you also pick and choose whatever you read as something that could possibly pertain to one aspect of your day. And that's the trick. But I feel like this might actually mean something. All right. So when we were having the garage sale before we went on vacation, we were just sitting out there hanging out. And this fucking orange cat came up. We've never seen this orange cat before in our lives. Came up, sat underneath my chair, let Gracie come over and pet it. Gracie walked off. It followed Gracie. Beautiful orange cat. No collar. Okay, hung out with us for three hours during our garage sale, just kicking it with the fam like it was ours to the point where people would pull up to the garage sale and the cat would run up to them and they were like, oh, hi, nice kitty. And I would always it would be a great little icebreaker. The cat caused me to have an icebreaker with strangers that were walking onto my property to buy my garbage. I would go full disclosure, not our cat. No idea where it comes from. Ha, ha, ha. Chuckle, chuckle, chuckle. Buy this vase. You know what I mean? But it just hung out with us, and it was super interactive, and it let Gracie fucking pet it and let all of us pet it and stuff. It was just super friendly. Haven't seen it since. We go on fucking vacation to North Idaho, and Jordan and I take Gracie to this park that's probably a block away from Grandma and Grandpa's house. And there's, you know, it was cute. It had a swing and stuff. And there was like some, there, it was cool. There was this one huge sandbox area where when they built the park, they put uh, concrete dinosaur fossils like six inches down from the sand. So you can like dig out the dinosaur fossils. Fucking cool as shit. What a great idea. But while we were at that park, out of fucking nowhere, rainy day 
I might add. Like, it wasn't raining, but there was overcast. It was cloudy. It rained like an hour after we left the park. Shitty day. Chilly. Orange cat. Same fucking coat. Ran up to us in the park. Like, we were in that sandbox digging around the dinosaurs. Orange cat. Sprinted up. And we were like, what the fuck? No collar. Let all of us pet it. Hung out with us for the entirety that we were at the park. What the fuck do orange cats mean? Okay? I need to know what the fuck orange cats mean. Tweet it at me. Okay? Tweet it to me at Pod or whatever the fuck my Twitter handle is. I mean, if you search my name or Podcast, it's the only fucking Twitter that pops up. Tweet it at me. What the fuck do orange cats hanging out with you signify? I mean, just following us around. Just letting my almost two-year-old daughter just pet it and play with it. No collar. Just outside cats. That doesn't fucking happen, dude. I don't know. Maybe it's coincidence. Maybe it's the moon. You know? Maybe it's the constellations. And I want to fucking know. Okay, so tell me about it. But ultimately, what I'm trying to say is, like, Joe Biden's just got to be cooler. So let's do some unqualified dad advice real fast. By the way, if you want to submit your own advice topic to the podcast, you can go to the subreddit, unqualified dad advice, all one word. Just give it a search, join the community, and you can submit your own advice questions to be read on this podcast. And I will answer them with an open heart. Let's get started. Now, these are not from the Unqualified Dad Advice subreddit. These are just from the Advice subreddit because as of late, the Unqualified Dad Advice subreddit has gone kind of dry. I guess none of y'all have problems that Papa Cub needs to fucking take care of? Fair enough. Fair enough, babe. I wish you had some. Okay. (laughs) Scroll. Stop. This is from DPHProfit underscore 69. I mean, doesn't. Pull hogs profit 69. Yeah, I know. Doesn't push horses profit 69. I mean, dick pussy heat profit 69. And they say, I fucked up so bad. Oh, I'm sorry. I fucked up so, so bad. Let's jump in. I left my journal on the couch and my roommates found it. Oof. They they fucking looked through it. Okay, so what I'm going to do to separate... When I start talking and when I'm reading is I'm going to add a little twang to it this episode because I've noticed in the past I'll just be reading like this and then I'll just immediately start responding and half the time it sounds like I'm still reading but it it really is my response and it kind of fucks up the audio. So instead, you're welcome. I'm going to give a little twang to it. All right, babe. I left my journal on the couch and my roommates found it. They fucking looked through it, apparently, because I found it opened to a page. It was literally the worst page they could have seen. I have OCD amongst a slew of other mental issues. I saw online that a good form of therapy is to write about these thoughts and feelings. I wrote about all of these intrusive thoughts in the form of a movie script. What? Hold the fuck on. So I... I saw online that a good form of therapy is to write about these thoughts and feelings. I wrote about all of these intrusive thoughts in the form of a movie script. In your fucking journal, dude? So wait, you're just journaling? (laughs) 
hold the fuck on. Let me let me try to let me try to picture that in my mind for a second. So you're having intrusive thoughts, but instead of just writing down, I think about this. You go. Let's say your name. Let's say your name is fucking Dick Pussy Heat. You go in the form of a movie script, and then Dick Pussy Heat thought, "What if I stabbed her in the throat with a knife?" That's what you're writing in your journal, not like. Today, this happened. Like, that's so fucking strange, first of all. Okay. I wrote about all these intrusive thoughts in the form of a movie script. I escape reality through writing fiction and drugs. Wait. I escape reality through writing fiction and drugs. <laughs> Let's just tag that one on the fucking end, you know? Like... Oh my god, my roommates found my journal. Journal, 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 drugs. Like, just I'm just going to fucking slip that one in. By the way, it's not a 100% journal. I have a lot of uh, OCD, and I kind of suffer from some men- mental problems, and I have a lot of really fucking sick, intrusive thoughts. But mainly, I just get, out of, get it out of my brain and get it on the table with journaling and drugs. <laughs> Nothing like sitting down writing a couple pages of a fucking movie script and mainlining heroin, you know? Like, there's nothing that quite takes the edge off like that. Wouldn't you say? I escape reality through writing fiction and drugs. So I wrote about sadism. Jesus, Lord. So I wrote about sadism, homicide, suicide, rape, etc., Yeah, that's a fucking, what the fuck, dude? That's an unfortunate thing for the roomies to find. Could you imagine being a roommate? Hold on, let's fucking finish this. Let's let's finish this first. So I wrote about sadism, homicide, suicide, rape, etc. I wonder what the etc. is. The intrusive thoughts that give me nightmares. But since it's my journal, I didn't explain why I was writing the script. I haven't seen my roommates yet, but I'm worried they think I'm a rapist, sad sadistic homicidal freak i wouldn't ever ever do any of this but i'm also worried they might file a police report or something like that i'm fucking scared man and so angry they read my journal okay is that the end of it that's the fucking end of it all right that's the end of it didn't ask for advice i guess but dude imagine being the roomie (laughs) like Especially if this is like early college. Imagine this is like a dorm room roommate that you just got shacked up with year one. Like you don't get to pick your dorm roommates usually. And so you're just like, this is like your, hey, what's up? You're going to go through an entire year of life with this person. Hope you all click. And say you're clicking and vibing and everything's going great. And then they read you writing a movie script prompt for about sadism, homicide, suicide, rape, etc. You know what I mean? Like, imagine being the roomie. I'm going to stay next door, you know? Like, I'm going to knock on their room and see if one of their bunk beds is available. Like, holy fucking shit, dude. But, but, realistically, I... I think you actually say this is weird. I think you actually saved yourself 
by making it a movie script form. Like they could just think you're writing a fucking movie script. Think of Stephen King's books. Think of Stephen King's Stephen Keems. Who are you? Bitch, I'm two phone Stephen King. <laughs> Stupidest joke I've ever said. But imagine like Stephen King's writing prompts. You know, those are probably filled with sadism, homicide, suicide, rape, etc. And he probably also gets his intrusive thoughts out of his brain with journaling and drugs. But you actually probably saved yourself by doing it in this format because you could just pass it off as, no, I'm an aspiring writer. I like to write horror nonfiction. Nope, sorry. Fucking wrong one. Haven't fucking gone to college in a few years. By writing horror fiction, you know? That's all you got to fucking say. You saved your ass already. You preliminarily saved your ass. So if they're weird, the next time you be like, hey, I saw you guys found my journal. Be so lackadaisical with it. That's how you get out of this. You'd be so lackadaisical with it. Oh, what you do is you ask them what they thought. Because this could just be a preliminary draft. Say you said your own name in the third person like a fucking psychopath. Sadism. You know what I mean? But you wrote them in movie script style, right? So when you come, when you run into them, if they're weird, you'd be like, hey, I saw you guys saw my movie script prompts. What did you think? Ask them immediately what they thought. What that does is if you open with that, it's going to reframe it in their brain as a, oh, no, this isn't a fucking journal. She's an aspiring writer. That's what you got to do. Ask them for their advice because no one cares about anything more than themselves. And suddenly you ask them advice on something that's going to make them feel important. They're going to forget all about the rape, etc. You know? Oh, my husband can't handle the rape. <laughs> God, the Amish are fucked up. All right? But hey, do that. I hope that helped. Next post. We are going to scroll. Stop. This is from Obi-Wan can blow me. I mean, abs- not even a fucking competition. Absolute best fucking handle. That I've read on Reddit. Obi-Wan. <laughs> Obi-Wan can blow me. Holy fuck. Congratulations. Let's hear it for you. Obi-Wan can blow me asks. Or the title of Obi-Wan Kenobi's. Obi-Wan can blow me's post is. Ex-girlfriend in friend group keeps bringing around her new dude around the group. Puts me in an awkward spot. I mean, that's, he has fucking a whole long ass paragraph, but that kind of sums it up. You know what? I'm going to give him the respect of reading it because solely the user handle. I mean, if the user handle is that fucking clever, I'm going to assume that the writing and the grammar in here is going to be solid. God damn it. It's two paragraphs. Hang on, babe. By the way, Obi-Wan can blow me is going to have a different accent than the first one. Also, I feel like the accent for the first one should have been more like. <laughs> I write, I write about rape, and I get at my problems out with journaling, and drugs. That would have been a more apt accent, don't you agree? Anyways, circling back, so Obi Wan can blow me says, my ex girlfriend and I had a horrible breakup. We likely left a horrible taste in each other's mouth. 
The problem is we have the same group of friends. I'm not looking to get back together with her, although I'm still hurting about how it ended. However, she keeps bringing her, quote, friend around, and I know they're not even dating, just probably having sex. Assuming? She brings him around and she caresses him and kisses him in front of me. Oh, he's the jelly maker, dude. You ever wonder how jelly's made? He's the jelly maker. She brings him round to make you lime green jello. All right. As up as up to this point, sounds like she's just trying to make you jealous. Okay. She she brings him around and she caresses him and kisses him in front of me. It makes me want to stop coming around the group, even though these other friends had done nothing wrong to me. In all honesty, I just lost my place. In all honesty, I just want to call her out and tell her how foul she is for doing what she's doing. But I don't want to start a scene. I feel as though she's ostracizing me from my friends. I fucking hear that vocabulary word. I fucking knew, dude. I fucking knew that someone with the handle Obi-Wan can blow me was going to be good at grammar because they're clever. And did he properly use a vocabulary word ostracizing in the right context? Yes. And I haven't said ostracizing in fucking years back in my goddamn vernacular, dude. Ostracizing. Holy shit. Love that word. I fucking knew it. You see, when you are good at grammar, you get you get congratulated. You know, when you're shit at grammar, I skip your pose. I feel as though she is ostracizing me from my friends. And mind you, I'd been friends with these people first. I feel like I'm carrying this burden all on my own and I'm completely stuck. Any advice? And then he has an edit, which apparently is a thing that I've been finding recently. Edit. I really don't expect this. I really didn't expect this to blow up this way. It did. Wait, hold on. I'm sorry. I fucked that up. I really didn't expect this to blow up the way it did. I don't often ask the internet for advice. So thank you to every person who responded. Blah, 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 blah. No advice is the stuff I'm about to give you. Okay. No advice is as good as what I'm about to fucking drop on you, dude. Here's what you do. Guess what? Lucky you. You just found your new best friend. And I'm not talking about her. I'm talking about him. Okay? He is your new best friend. Get to know him. Connect about things. Act interested in Everything that he tells you because that's the easiest way to make someone want to hang out with you more. Okay? And the reason that you want him to want to hang out with you more is because when you're not around, he'll bring you up. And you want to drive her fucking nuts? If she wants to if she wants to abuse the power that you guys hang in the same friend group, that's a power, okay? And you can utilize that power in a negative way. The way she's negatively utilizing it is she is bringing a new guy around who she's not even dating, but she's going to get all PDA in front of the whole fucking friend group, making everybody uncomfortable because they know that you guys already broke up. They know that you guys just broke up and you probably loved her and it was a messy breakup because your feelings were so strong and now she's bringing around this new fucking person and just fucking mouth fucking him. In front of the whole group making everybody uncomfortable. You just found your new fucking best friend. Because if you make him think that you're fucking rad. Hmm, you win. 
that will drive her. That'll drive her like this. Up the fucking wall, dude. Okay? So do that. That's your new fucking best friend. Congratulations, dude. And you can fake it till you make it. Even if you fucking hate the guy, detach all personal connection to the situation with your main goal to be the coolest person on the planet in that guy's eyes. All right? Make him feel insecure about you getting to be the guy that fucked her first. Like he has to follow you. Make yourself seem that cool. You know what I mean? (laughs) All right. Next one. Scroll. Stop. This is from African Caesar says hi. Not great. Not bad. Can't have everything. That's the title. Nice. Nice. That's an intriguing title. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. I'm 27. This is from a dude. And my girlfriend is 34. Nice, dude. Good spread. Seven years. Math. I'm deeply in love with her and consider her one of my best friends. We have been dating for one and a half years, but have known each other for a little over two years. I'm not a cheater, but currently find myself crave. Oh, dude, I forgot to read in an accent. Sorry. I've drank three beers for this fucking podcast and they were Guinness. Dude, if you want a fucking good beer and you're just like kind of a fucking douchebag, dude, I just like I call myself a douchebag all the time because I feel like I do random douchebaggy things. And I should probably work on the self-talk a little bit, but Guinness Drought Stout, like I can't just have a Coors Light, you know, because it's piss water. Dude, this canned Guinness Drought Stout, they put a little nitrogen capsule in here. So when you pop the top, you give it just a couple seconds and the nitrogen releases into the can and then you pour it and you have a nice head on your beer, you know? And if you're like me, you love good head. So... (laughs) I didn't read this in an accent, and I'm sorry. But I'm going to continue on. Or I'm going to start back at that last sentence. I'm not a cheater, but I currently find myself craving sex from other women. Craving? Craving's a weird word to throw in there. I don't want to date other women, but I do want to have sex with other ones. Yeah, okay. You could You know what? That was redundant as fuck. I'm not a cheater, but I currently find myself craving sex from other women. I don't want to date other women, but I do want to have sex with other ones. I mean, redundant is all fucking get out. You know what I mean? Like, now, you can't have your cake and eat it too, but I guess really anybody have thoughts? What? Oh, dude, you're one more fucking stupid line away from me skipping. Except for the fact that I'm probably going to rag you, so I'm going to finish this one out. But I guess really anybody have thoughts? I feel kind of broken and was blaming this outlook on habitual porn usage. There it is. But perhaps it's just me. And then he used this emoji, which if I was actually wanting to give him advice, this would be the cutoff. (laughs) Don't use the lackadaisical mm -mm emoji. Don't shrug your shoulders to your situation. All right. You're fantasizing about other women. Now, let's start at the top with the lie. I'm deeply in love with her and consider consider her one of my best friends. Now, here's the deal. If you're deeply in love with someone, you don't crave fucking another woman. Okay? You might care about her, but you crave it? How about this? How about we just chalk up the fact that you use the word crave as you just being fucking horrible with grammar? Okay? Here's the deal, dude. We're human beings If you see someone attractive, it's hard not to envision yourself in sexual conquest. 
You know, it's hard not to picture yourself being intimate with someone who is, you find just strictly physically attractive. Okay. But that's such the immature side of that bullshit. All right. You're 27. Grow the fuck up. Also, you're dating a 34 year old. Maybe I thought your maturity level would be brought up a little bit, not down. But it seems like it's holding on to that 21 year old mindset. You know, the just I want to fuck everything. Get out of my way mindset. This circles all the way fucking back to the beginning of the episode where you talk about appreciate what you have. You are taking your girlfriend for granted. And let's say she is the love of your life. Let's say she is one of your best fucking friends and you want to spend the rest of your life with her. You're going to fuck it up because you watch nice ass. And I don't even fucking have anything against porn, obviously. Like, I'm a dude. I don't have anything against porn. However, I have something against porn if it's fucking up your real life. Because there are guys that can do both. I feel like the majority of guys can do both. The majority of guys can watch a little bit of porn take an edge off so they're not hounding their fucking girlfriend like a 16-year-old that's balls just dropped who lost his virginity, which we all turn to, or turn into, I should say, after a little stretch. There's guys that can do that and always pick their wife first. Always. Like, it's one of those things that it's like, make a move, opportunity presents itself. 10 out of 10 fucking times, I'm in. You know, 10 out of 10 fucking times. I don't care if I just fucking watched porn. <laughs> you know what I mean? But there are guys that get into a really fucked up mental headspace. Okay. And I actually know somebody who went through this and continues to go through this like an addiction. It fucks up their mental headspace to the point where, A, they stop coming on to their wife. Because it's like, ah, I'm fucking... I'd rather just do it myself. Weird as fuck, first of all. Second of all, say you're watching some weird porn. We're human beings. Our brains wire themselves every fucking day. And you get dopamine responses from crazy intense shit that's unrealistic and also pretty fucking unhealthy. Normal shit ain't going to cut it. You're not going to get hard for your girl anymore. How does that fucking feel, dude? How does that feel? Is watching some fucking porn worth that? Absolutely not, dude. And it 100% happens. Obviously, I'm not going to fucking name names on that. But yeah, dude, some guys can't separate. And you sound like, I don't know if it's gotten to the point where like, A, you don't come on to your girlfriend anymore or you can't be aroused by her anymore because of your porn addiction. But what it's doing is it feels kind of like the gateway to that to where you're fucking horned up because you're just stimulating your sexual part of your brain all the fucking time with porn that you're fantasizing about other women i mean come on dude come on she doesn't deserve that and you also fucking i mean the way you say it i feel kind of broken and was blaming this outlook on habitual porn usage but perhaps it's just me how about eliminate the fucking porn usage and see if it continues I mean, if you give us a fucking possibility for the reason for this problem in the fucking question, how about you try eliminating the fucking possible answer for this problem first and then post if it doesn't work out. All right, let's do one more. Let's see what's up. Scroll. Stop. This is from Passport Greek. All right. I'm or am I disregarding red flags and touching a hot stove? 
Let's touch that stove, baby. Let's fucking ouch. You know what I mean? I'm a 21-year-old dude. Now, this guy has fucked up porn tendencies, okay? I'm just going to say it right now before we read anything else. This guy, 21-year-old dude, has fucked up porn tendencies, all right? And he's also going to be touching a hot stove. Let's dive in. I'm a 21-year-old guy, and a woman in her 40s with a son who is older than me has been pretty brazen about how attracted to me she is. Oh, oh, shit, dude. Little Stiffmeister? No, I'm sorry, Stiffmeister's mom. Let's see. A woman in her 40s with a son who is older than me, which is weird, which is a weird one, which also if she's older than you, if her son is older than you and you're 21, that makes her 19 years older than you. So if she had him at 18, he would be 22. I mean, come on. You guys are basically classmates. Don't be fucking weird about it. Make her sound like she's 60 or some shit. She's been pretty brazen about how attracted to me she is. Parentheses. Laughs at everything I say. Praises how smart I am. Asked for my number. Text me, etc. Now, those last two things, you kind of glossed over. Asked me for my number. Text me. I mean, how about has my number? Because obviously you gave it. I mean... I wonder how hot she is. When she asked me how old, I say her reply was, thank God. When she asked me how old, I say her. Yeah, he fucked up. He fucked up. I'll reword it for you. When she asked me how old I was, her reply was, thank God. We met in a summer English credit in college. Ah, homegirl going back, getting that degree. Bang, 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 living vicariously through. She wants to relive her younger years. She obviously got pregnant when she was super young. And what that did is that took away her opportunity to experience her early 20s because she had to be a mom. But now her baby is older. She doesn't have to care for him every day. So she's going back in time to relive the glory days and she's trying to get some 21-year-old dick. So why don't you stop being a little bitch and slap it down and break it down? Hey, Toby Newigway, put me on a fucking track. You know what I mean? I mean, that was just off the dome. Could you imagine what I would be if I got in a studio and had a couple hours to write something down? Put me on one, dude. I know I'm not your demo, but oh my God. <laughs> Let's get back to the post. So her reply was, thank God. We met in a summer English credit in college. I myself have been into MILF since I was 11. Okay, maybe we should unpack that. So I'm on cloud nine in some areas, but looking at the other woman... Women in my life her age, I'm still a kid, and they are like second moms to me. If my mom got with someone younger than me, I would be mortified. If she just wants to hook up, I'm more than okay with that. But it's still weird that someone her age is into someone my age. Am I disregarding red flags and getting myself involved in a situation that may end in trouble? Or should I enjoy fulfilling a fantasy of banging a MILF? I mean, dude, you think she... Hey, first of all... (laughs) Hey, buddy. Hey, uh, passport geek. It was geek, not Greek. Okay, so it's passport geek. Hey, bud. I'm going to get in a power stance for a second. You're the non-factor. Okay? This isn't about you, dude. Okay? This 
is about a woman experiencing the things that she missed out on because she got pregnant young. That's all this is. You're a non... You think she wants to date you? You're probably hot, dude. You're probably attractive. You're probably what she missed out on. You think she wants to date you, dude? Hey, put some duct tape on your mouth and whip out your dick. Are you fucking kidding me with this, dude? Is this not the most obvious thing of all time? What this is, is is a fucking open opportunity, okay? Sounds like he's talking from experience, doesn't he? It's so not about you in every facet. So either put up or shut up. Either get up or shut up. You've, I tell you what, dude, if you go through with this, you better put it down, my guy. You better fucking give her exactly what she's been waiting for for 20 years, dude, because that is your only fucking role in this situation. Give her something that she feels like she missed out on 20 years ago and fucking lay it down and then leave and leave her alone until she hits you up again. Okay? Think of yourself as a tool in her life. And at the end of these two months, after this fizzles out, and she has exhausted the experiences that she wants to try, she'll probably fuck you in a baseball diamond at midnight. She'll probably call you over at 1 a.m., And bang you on the back patio, okay? Because she's just so fucking excited about the opportunity to experience this experience that she missed out on, okay? It's not about you, bro. Wake the fuck up. All right, baby gorgeous. We're going to wrap it up there. That was Cheer Up, Babe, the podcast. That's going to be a long one, actually, you know? I mean, I don't have fucking babies upstairs. And the constant subconscious of, is my family okay? in bed and you put a few fucking beers in me and we just fucking get it on see dude i told you the arc was gonna go exactly how the fucking arc went isn't everyone happy now isn't everyone in a great fucking mood ready to start their week isn't everyone ready to just fucking kapoo jack black kick kick it off you know i fucking am i fucking am thanks for being here thanks for helping me out this week thanks for getting me out of that place that i was in i appreciate it because man, I needed I needed you this week, babe. I needed the Cubs this week, big time. All right. If you guys want to get uh, any merch, you can go to cheerupbabe.com. Uh, please subscribe to the YouTube. Comment your favorite part. Comment your name if you want to be thrown into the Grandpa Cub episode. I'll give you a trademark Grandpa Cub nickname. And um, also, legitimately, I want an answer about the orange cat thing. Like, if you guys could help me out with that, that would be great. What the fuck do orange cats mean? I mean, obviously, you're like, just fucking Google it. I Googled it, and all it said was orange cats are leaders. And it's like, that doesn't signify, I mean, you gotta, I want some fucking star child to cross-reference it with whatever fucking constellation and moon star sign is fucking going on right now, okay? And just help me out. All right, babe? God, let's have a fucking good week. I love you. Go out there. Don't be a bummer. And cheer up, babe.